The Needs of Other Brown West Ham podcast is brought to you by aasport.com and the bet is this. We've got Villa at home tomorrow night. West Ham to win, Valencia to score at any time. 9-1 to one on your first bet. Crazy odds because we're definitely going to win. And that's aasport.com forward slash West Ham. replay and that's why I have to congratulate my player the replay we are playing home it's going to be again very tough game but it's going to be a great night at uh, Aptor Park to play Liverpool in a replay of the FA Cup it's again one of the again historical games Hello and welcome to the Knees Like the Brown West Ham podcast, Series 4, Episode 23. We're joined here with Bianca Westwood. Hello, everybody. Come back. And also, this next gentleman sitting opposite me now, 368 appearances, nine goals. Welcome to the show, Tony Gale. Cheers, Chris. Cheers, B. In the studio at long last. Yeah. What yeah, an honour. No, been looking forward to it, actually, yeah. yeah. But uh, been trying to come a couple of times, but uh, it never materialised. Yeah. Oh, well, I'm here now, so that's why <laughs> oh, you're no, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'll have to look at you, Chris. <laughs> She ain't eye candy anymore. <laughs> We're off. We're off. <laughs> what an hour this is going to be. Um, just said there, nine goals. Um, any fa- what's your favourite out of that? Oh, blimey. Uh, it would have to be Liverpool in the League Cup. Can't remember what year. I reckon about... Oh, Incy was playing. Uh, mm-hmm. We beat them 4-1 at Upton Park. I got a free kick. Yeah, uh, curled it in a... Well, not quite the top corner, but it was more or less a top corner. <laughs> 4-1 we beat them and then that was on a Wednesday mm-hmm. straight down to the Apollo all went and got legless after the game beat Liverpool 4-1 <laughs> a played Millwall on a Saturday yeah. and we beat them 1-0 away so, oh what a week but, yeah, what a week and we actually got relegated that season but that oh. week was worth getting was relegated worth, for that was worth millions yeah is <laughs> <laughs> um, that a bit of a lucky strike that one then yeah no actually I was on free kicks so I got a I got about three or four, and then uh, Dixie arrived, and he started smashing them left, right, and centre. So he yeah. took over on the free kicks. But got, I think, of those nine, I think maybe four or five were free kicks. Mm. Mm. Are you as good as Payet or Valencia? What was your technique? Me, Dipping Andy, me, Tony, Tony G. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, balls were different. It's far easier to strike the ball now, isn't it? So I've got to say I was better, yeah. <laughs> good, good. Well, we're going to talk about Tony's career and obviously go through the last couple of games. We had a City at home and Liverpool away in the cup. Uh, and then, as I say, drill into Tony's career. And then we'll look at all the other news, including Adrian being a father. Yeah, Enzo. Yeah, Enzo. He got. He had to get off the train on the way to Liverpool to go back and go to Seville. Well, that, yeah, I yeah. think that'll be the Enzo of him, as far as, <laughs> as, far as his sleep no is concerned, sleep. for the next three months or so. Isn't it mafiosi, that isn't it? <laughs> yeah, oh, Enzo. Yeah, baby oh, nice Enzo. One. That's nice. nice yeah. Congratulations, well done. Well done Adrian. Yeah, very and good. Wife. Obviously. Yeah, and she, she had something to do with it. <laughs> <laughs> um, so we'll begin with some feedback from last week. We had Mark Lawrenson on the podcast. Um, who, uh, right. Yeah, I know. Mm-hmm. You know, predictions. Um, his obviously predictions have gone against us, but there was some positive feedback from him. We'll begin with Billy Bond's ball bag on the forum. Uh, he said, "Listening to the chat with Lauren now, I'm warming to him. So I might have to turn off." Well done to everyone involved. Yeah. And we had another one from Rio. Rio said, fair play to Loro for doing it. Have I warmed to him? No. It's not that he predicts (laughs) us to lose every week. Jesus, I've been doing it myself for years. Um, So Loro's got a lot of stick, Tony. I mean, it's hard to predict games, isn't it? And especially our form this season. Uh, Well, it it is, isn't it? But I think we did really well when we had the likes of uh, Dimitri out and um, 
Lanzini was out, we were short of strikers, and everyone was going, oh, here we go. We, we were flying at the start, weren't we? But I think he got about five draws on a spin. And I thought that was great, not just the results, but it was the fact that we were chiselling out draws, mm. waiting for our better players to get fit. And now, mm. now they're fit. Obviously, Lanzini's, I don't know how far away, maybe three or four weeks. Sacco as well. Uh, obviously, I don't want you to start singing. Pirates fit. <laughs> uh, but it's great. And, you, you know, but more, more than that, it's the way that we've played this season that, you know, for me, we got back to being a West Ham team. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, well, let's begin by looking at the Man City game, which has happened since the last episode. 2-2, Tony, obviously. You know, great start. Scoring after a minute, Enna Valencia. Yeah, it was a terrific start. And probably, I think we deserve to edge the game, you know, looking on it. And uh, with Coyote uh, sort of hit the bar mm. right at the end, that could have been and sealed it at 3-2. But the fact that we were not wanting the game to end rather than when we play a top team and everybody's blowing their whistles and their you yeah. know their make believe whistles they want it to end that was the difference and all of a sudden you know playing the better teams the Liverpools the Arsenal's beating them that's good that's what we're all about and then losing to the others <laughs> <laughs> uh, Bianca the 1-0 up obviously Jenko gives that penalty away Tough. I know. I, I did feel for him. He did dangle his leg, didn't he? And I got into a bit of a, well, not a Twitter argument, but a lot of people when they found out he was injured for the rest of the season were, were quite happy about it, which I thought was a bit out of order, really, because he has been a good servant. He was he was great for us last season. He scored a couple of important goals this season against Sunderland, against Palace as well. You know, he's a defender. He's going to give away penalties. I know he's given away more than most, but I just thought that was a bit unfair, some of the stuff, that he, some of the stick that he was getting. But it's just a shame that that might be his last kick for us. And yeah, away I mean, I, I think with Carl, he, he's, uh, he's a great athlete. Um, and what I say is that he's just got to believe in himself a little bit more. He lacks confidence. Mm. And when he makes a mistake, he tends to go in his shell. Yeah. And he'd been out the team, been left out the team. Uh, had to come back in the left back spot. That might not have helped though. No, well, no, not at course. all. And um, you know, and I don't think Cresswell's had the, the best season this season. He's come back a little bit better. But if you remember early in the season, particularly the Bournemouth game, I think the two of them yeah. cost us four goals. I was commentating on the game live. But if you look at Carl, for me, he's got a little bit of time now. Just I'm not yeah. saying an injury's come at a good time. Mm. But mm. Just get his thoughts back again. Get back on track. He's only a kid. Yeah. And. Uh, you know, it's not a. I think people forget nice, that as well. It's don't not they? a nice price to be on the West Ham pitch when your confidence is down, no. because they're great when they get behind you and they're terrific. But sometimes they can let you know when you're not having the best of times, and he wasn't. So you know, let's hope the kid just recovers now because uh, he done well for us, like you said last season in particular. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I just wondered about conspiracy theories because it seemed to me when he gave that penalty away, that injury, I thought, is he actually injured or does he just has he had enough of the game and then oh, yeah. ruling him out for the season? Like you said, it makes a lot of sense if he's confidence is completely shot do you think it's a uh, I don't think he'd rule himself out for that long though do you no, 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 no. <laughs> he's not, I don't think he's that type of lad if he's fit he plays he's one of them but you know you could tell by his body language and his kind of demeanour that his confidence was down and he's not one of those players that's uh, expressive on the ball. He likes the ball in front of him, or if a winger's up against him one on one. If he's asked, if he's got time to think on the ball, that's when his own his own worst enemy. If I was coaching him, I'd say, Carl, see it, do it, and then you'll be a better player. Yeah. Other players, when they got time on the ball, like maybe Cresswell, is a little bit more mature on the ball, but not as good as athlete as Carl. Yeah. So. 
but it has given a chance to James Tompkins to play in a right back spot who's done really well and obviously we've signed the other kids Sam yes, Byram but uh, I mean James playing at right back that will do his career good I mean he's played centre back he's played old in midfield now he's had a little time at right back that'll do his, his game the world of good and he had to go left back in the second half of one game because Carl was having a bad time so he had to switch over so Tonka as they call him like, I know Tonka as Ray Stewart but he can be Tonka too <laughs> Yeah, that'll do him the world of good this season that'll yeah. do him the world of good yeah quick word on Sam Byron Bianca he looks uh, the real deal doesn't he I know for someone so young as well very competent composed performance looks sort of mature beyond his years and a lot of the league's fans were really sorry to see him go so that's that says it all so mm. it's great that we've got cover for, for that position now. Yeah, and also, you know, he's got to come in. He's been playing right side of midfield for Leeds this season. Mm. You know, he's a good player, the kid. But coming in and doing it for the season, he might have to go in, dip out. But yeah. I think Slava look after him. You know, he's experienced enough to know that maybe he might not have to go in there all the time. Yeah. And as I say, James Tompkins as well, they've got a bit of cover. Yeah. Mm. If Tompkins is out perhaps for the Villa game because of his... Eye injury. Then if maybe. he's out yeah. for the Villa game, he's a Charlie. He's got a play. He's only a cut. <laughs> he's only a cut. James, is, a James is harder than that. He's, <laughs> harder than that. <laughs> he's so beautiful, though. He's such a beautiful man. He has to be at the peak of his beautiful powers. <laughs> yeah. Oh, he's a, he's a good lad, isn't he? I mean, he's another one who just since Slavin's taken over now all of a sudden he's starting to play with the ball a little bit more. Mm. And the Sam, he was sort of just hitting angled balls, yeah. as was Big Ginge. Uh, Ginger Pele uh, mm-hmm. who's been excellent this season and a lot, all of a sudden all of them become a little bit more expressive which is good Do you remember mm. when you were at the peak of your beautiful powers Tony? Well I think um, You did I, have a moment did, for a while there <laughs> I did have a moment I was, I was pretty good looking when I was there, yeah. <laughs> What are you trying to say? <laughs> it's all gone You're not bad for an old fella <laughs> It's all gone But uh, no I, I, where was I? We'd done a, a golf thing me and Tony Cotty uh a couple of seasons ago was uh, West Ham West Ham Golf Day and James was here and he, I was doing a Q&A with him upstairs uh, up on the stage sorry and I introduced him as look it's before and after <laughs> <laughs> me and him no, he's a good lad that. he's a good lad yeah. <laughs> I said you've got all this fat to look forward to so. <laughs> I made the most of it yeah <laughs> um, and then quickly Liverpool away in the FA Cup um, I guess I'd take a point Tony happy with like not a point rather take a replay yeah. you happy with that well, happy that we're not out of the competition, but you know, um, bearing in mind what team Liverpool put out, I thought when I saw the team, the team sheets, that maybe we could go through. Mm. But we didn't go through, but that's the next best thing. It's another game for Liverpool, mm. and it's their attitude, their state of mind that's going to be, I think we'll beat them. Yeah, share that. You think, what were your thoughts on that? I was, I, I mean, it, was, it wasn't a great game, was it? It mm. was dull, it was functional, but, you know, we did a job. Um, I think the West Ham of last season, even season before, we'd have probably lost that game, even if they'd have had a weaker side out. Mm. And I know they, they had a youngster or two out there, but I thought they performed really well, to be fair to them. So um, to get through, to bring them back to uh, Upton Park under the lights, I'm happy with that. I'm going to go to that as well. Yeah. And <laughs> yes. good. Yeah. You've got a ticket. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I've been invited to one of the boxes. Oh. Oh, all right then. All right, yeah. <laughs> um, quick word on Randolph. He every time he comes into the team, he plays amazing. He's done well. I mean, um, it's quite vindicated. Phil Parks was asked his opinion on him, and he had to go and watch him on a couple of occasions. I think it was uh, David Sullivan asked Phil to go and watch him when they was looking for him, uh, looking at him. Phil came away, said he was a good keeper, you know, and I think he reminds me of Howard of uh, Everton. He's, he's he doesn't look 
big and imposing, mm. you know, but I must say, I think he's very agile. And yeah. I, when I've mm. seen him, he hasn't really let us down. No. He had that big publicity thing when we played Bournemouth. Yeah. He conceded a lot against Bournemouth mm. for Birmingham last season yeah. Yeah. and then conceded against uh, Bur- sorry, Bournemouth when we played mm. him. But none of the goals were down to him. No, he had a exactly. decent game. So I'm really pleased for him. I think, and he's know, been doing well for the Republic of Ireland yeah. as well, and that's that's also going to be great for his confidence. And there's not a lot between the two keepers. Yeah, uh, I don't think. Yeah. yeah, nice. All right, then let's wind the clock back to the summer of 1984. Oh goodness me! Yeah, go on. <laughs> uh, yeah. Where was I? <laughs> According to Wikipedia, Fulham. <laughs> um, I was looking like James Tompkins at the time. Yeah. I? Yeah. <laughs> Phone rings. West Ham, how does it come about? Was it a tough decision? Contract was up yeah. at Fulham. So contract was up and it just come in with this freedom of contract stuff. So your fee has to go to a tribunal. So I'm sitting there in the summer, nothing's happened. So I knew something was going to happen because I was good. I'm just sitting there waiting for something to happen and yeah. then all of a sudden, two knocks on the door on the same day. There must have something must have been going on. Chelsea knocked on the door, mm. um, and it was um, John Neal and Ian, Ian McNeil, the Chelsea manager and assistant manager. Johnny Hollins was there at the time as well, and John Lyle with Eddie Bailey. So I had the choice again to Chelsea or West Ham. But they actually knocked on your door. Yeah, they did. It, oh, come you know, to your house. Yeah, yeah. I mean, John had rung up to ask to come round, but <clears throat> Chelsea just knocked on the door. I couldn't believe it. Did they? Yeah, like, yeah, oh, hello, we're Chelsea Football Club. Yeah, we want to buy you. But that's, that's how it was. I mean, I didn't have an agent. I didn't bother with agents. Yeah. Never have done, even in media. But, uh, yeah, both knocked on the door on the same day. I think it was John came first. He said he was going to go away to the pub. Uh, he went round the corner, round the pub. Him and Eddie Bailey had a bit of lunch, and they come back for my decision. In the meantime, Chelsea knocked on the door. They come and spoke for fifteen, twenty minutes. John Lyle come back, and he said, uh, "Well, what's your decision?" You know, and I went, "Well, Chelsea just knocked on the door," and he went, "Oh, didn't he? Didn't have a clue, did he?" So. Uh, I'd already spoken to my missus and John just done it, you know, yeah. easy, yeah. You know, although I was a Chelsea fan as a kid, my dad would have wanted me to go to Chelsea because yeah. uh, I was playing for Fulham up the road. But uh, John Lyle was just brilliant, just what brilliant. What was it about him and, and what he said? And my missus said, you're going there. Oh, really? <laughs> and then I told him, yeah, and then I couldn't believe it. I thought... I, as he went, I said, yeah, no problem, John. They said, oh, we're well, coming down to Epping Forest... Uh, down the that hotel, we're going to sign you tomorrow. Blah blah blah. Do all the forms, and then we go to the tribunal. And as he left, I thought about ten minutes later, I went, I didn't sort my wages out. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know how much money I was on. <laughs> he just smoothed you, did he? Yeah, Seduced no, it was, you. It wasn't. It kind of wasn't like that in those days, you know. So, signed uh, my first contract. What was it? Six hundred quid a week, I think. Um, didn't discuss a signing on fee, but it was a percentage of your fee at the time. Mm. Can't remember if it was five uh, percent, I think it was, or ten percent. I can't remember. And uh, I remember going to the tribunal, and I said to my missus, "I went, oh, I'll go for a million pounds." <laughs> <laughs> it was two hundred grand. <laughs> <laughs> um, so you go into the West Ham team, eighty four, eighty five. Is kind of I think we end up finished sixteenth, but the start of something special there because obviously the next season is the famous one. <sighs> the famous one was eighty five, eighty six, yeah. obviously, but eighty four, eighty five was that um, no, was a good season. Enjoyed it. My first season, they made my debut against Ipswich. That was a nil nil mm. at Upton Park. 
clean sheet. Nice yeah, one. Yeah. yeah. They're probably nothing to do with me, but it was a clean <laughs> sheet. But no, I remember, like, I was alongside Alvin, Ray Stewart right back, Stevie Wolford left back. Mm. Bonzo was still playing yeah. at the time. Uh, Steve Witten, people remember. Dave Swindlehurst. Yeah, I remember him. Tony was dipping in and out the side, TC. Mm. Uh, he was only a kid at the time, wearing white socks with a suit. Oh, unbelievable. <laughs> Yeah, moccasins with white socks and a suit on. Oh, oh no, yeah, Did, yeah. I hope you sorted oh. him out. He ain't improved now, has he? <laughs> <laughs> but uh, no, some really good players. Paul Allen, he mm. was playing. But then the team evolved for the next season and we got um, Frank McAvenny, everybody knows, yeah. Mark Ward. And Alan Devonshire had been injured, uh, so he hadn't played that first season that I was there. He came back, so in effect we had three new signings. and. Right. That was it. Bang, we yeah. flew. Yeah, and the thing we were chatting to Tony Cotty about this, like it was, it was such a small squad. Only thirteen players started three games or more, so there was like the squad was so tight. In that yeah, we were lucky injury wise because the next season, I think I got injured, and Dev got injured. I think we were out for like three or four months. Mm-hmm. So people say, why did it go yeah. down yeah. so quickly? Because we had like, not saying I was the key player, but key players are when you got that eleven together couple get out for three or four months and you're going to suffer but uh, no we were lucky uh, in terms of injuries but we were and without a doubt shadow of a doubt we were the best best team that season and Mm. that's my one regret we should have won the league yeah Mm. I mean, you went you went on to win the league with with Blackburn did Mm. like looking back over your career was it a similar feeling like did you think we're going to win the league uh, yeah how much disappointment did you feel at the end of the 86 season we well we were gutted really and I think um, we, we finished ever so well so in effect everybody says oh you lost it at the end so many games in a short period of time but we lost it at the beginning, beginning yeah. because mm. we had a slow start mm. and the boys took a little bit of time to settle in then we went on a great run in like uh, mid program mm. and then at the end we were getting a little bit knackered you know but we were still getting the results but I think Liverpool won all the seven last games to get over the line and it, consequently it was Kenny wasn't it who scored mm. Chester Volley at Chelsea at Stamford Bridge won him the won him the title he ends up my manager at Blackburn but as as it happens I think the, the West Ham team or squad was better than the Blackburn team or squad that won the league really but the Blackburn squad they finished the season the season before finished second when I went there so we, we finished champions the next season so they were kind of a little bit used to the big games when they were coming up you know yeah. the Shearers and the Suttons and yeah. you know I was the old man of the team or the squad that season but that team we had at West Ham was much better and we played a lot better football really how did it happen then how did we like how did we manage to blow it uh, we didn't blow it at the end as I say we had a we had a Just, tough start a yeah. tough start in that we didn't get going for about seven or eight games I don't know if you've got the fixtures here but you know we I felt it was a little while till we got off for our first win and then we just started flying and, and no one could touch us you know the, the games I remember we lost we should have won Nottingham Forest away hmm. Parksy cocked it up <laughs> uh, <laughs> Johnny met God's shot from about 30 yards yeah. just kept yeah. rising um, and then I, I, what other games did we lose Chelsea at home I played all 42 games and then that game against Chelsea at home I had to come off at half time with a dead leg so I've had to come off at half time. Neil Wall goes back into the back four, and Neil wasn't used to it. So mm-hmm. uh, they ended up beating us on the evening, Chelsea. Yeah. That was the game that cost us, really cost us Ugh. at the end. Chelsea. And that was on a Wednesday or Thursday night we played them. And we had to go to Watford on the Saturday. 
and uh, I remember like everyone was down like we had to pick it up for the Watford game Johnny Barnes Luther Blissett playing up front and I get in Saturday morning and I, was, I can't play my leg I mean, it's killing me like, it's like I had a boulder in me mm. thigh so I was soaking in the bath got there Saturday morning and uh, John Lyle said how's your leg and I went John it's killing me I really I, I won't be able to run he went you're playing and I went <laughs> What are you talking about? He said, son, your presence, your presence, you've got to play. And I went, I will play. And I remember like Alvin must have carried me through that game. <laughs> but, you know, I was trying not to run, you know, mm. trying not to run and get into positions that, but the fact that we all knew what each other would do in that back four, yeah. Ray, me, Alvin, and later in the season, it was mm. Georgie Paris, that back four was set in stone. So when we went back there, or I went back, yeah. it was back to normal and we got through it. Yeah, and we beat Watford and yeah. kicked on again. If if you could go back in time and have one word in John Lyle's ear at the start of that season, what would you tell him to try and secure the title? <laughs> one word? <laughs> no, you can have a chat. You can have a, you know, you can have a couple of minutes in his ear at the start yeah, of that season. The start of that season? I mean, I don't think John realised that it was going to kick on that much because yeah. Tony Cotty and Frank were going to... Uh, sorry, and Paul Goddard were going to play up front. Mm. Nobody and, could um, have predicted that. Yeah, and Frank was going to play in the old. Right, yeah. Frank was good in the old, wasn't he? <laughs> <laughs> Off the pitch. <laughs> but uh, no, but we started. I, I can always remember, like, and me, me and Tony do the after dinners and all that, and you know, it's always a story. We played Orient pre-season, like, so we're getting our team together. Frank's playing. No one, we none of us knew him, did we? Like. Oh, we see him, we checked him up on the Panini stickers. He had ginger hair, didn't he? <laughs> and all of a sudden, he comes down to us. He's got blonde hair, hasn't he? He looks like Shergar. He's had his teeth done and everything. Not that he was getting carried away with first division football. So we play Orient, and we go to Orient, and they beat us 3 0. Like, and Orient were, I can't remember what, what division, probably division three. And lucky to be 3 0. Like, we should have got beaten more. But, oh, sitting there in the dressing room we're down and we've had it like you know and all of a sudden uh, John comes in and he, he's just sat, sat stood there for 30 seconds he didn't know what to say and then bang someone kicks the door down it's like one of the geezers out the ICF he's, he's pushed John John's gone flying into the cars he smashed his head on the wall yeah. And he's standing. It's all right. It turns out all right, actually. <laughs> Don't get worried, Pete. I'll get home. So this geezer starts going into it. Now, I won't, I'll cut out the Fs and the blinds, but he goes, Phil Parks, you're crap. No, it's a worse word than that. Yeah. You're crap, we paid you. You're the most expensive keeper in, the, in history. You're useless. Ray Stewart, all you can do is take penalties. Tony Yale, you're a donkey, alongside Alvin Martin. But he's a donkey as well. And look at you, Georgie Paris. You're awful. We go out to midfield. Pikey, you're... And now I'm cutting out the Fs and the blinds yeah. and all that and everything. He's gone through the whole team like that. John's still recovering. He's sitting in the cars, <laughs> like, you know. And he's gone through the whole team. And then the police are coming, dragged the geezer out, and he's still kicking and screaming. And he's having a go at the young lads as sub. Kevin Keane, look, you look like a baby. You're crap and all. Stevie Potts, you'll never be a footballer. And he's still being dragged out of the dressing room. Oh and anyway, so he's gone out of the dressing room. We're just sitting there stunned. John's come out of the car, see? He stood up by the thing like that. And he don't know what to say, John. And he went, well, he's right. Isn't he? <laughs> <laughs> and we had our I best ever that. season. <laughs> so whoever that geezer is in the ICF, thank yeah. you very much. <laughs> Couldn't have been a better of a team talk. He was brilliant. Congratulations, <laughs> you just met the ice. That's it, yeah. Wow, what a Tattooed up to the hilt, he was, yeah. <laughs> wow. Um, so after 86, there's a bit of a dip in form. You know, McAvee doesn't get as many goals. What start, What went wrong after 86? 
Well, as I said before, we we had a couple of injuries. Me and Dev, mm. we were out for quite a period of time. Uh, we also signed a player called Stuart Robson. Uh, John thought that we needed a holding midfield player. Jeff Pike, Neil Waugh, Alan Dickens were sharing that role in central midfield. Two out of the three. Dickens was the, the player, you know, graceful. Mm. Pikey was just coming to the end of his days. Neil Waugh was a quiet lad who couldn't really impose himself that much on it, but a really good player. But he said, we need a holding midfield player. When I get Stuart Robson, Stuart Robson, we thought would have been a great signing, but, but he wasn't a holding midfield player. He was like Roy de Rovers. He wanted to take corners, free kicks, throw-ins, running off up front, supporting the strikers, obviously trying to impress the West Ham fans, which he did, in fairness mm. to him. He was a brave player, mm. but it kind of ruined what we had. One and two touch football, right. and the way that we played, we played deep, myself and Alvin. All of a sudden, Robbo wants us to play eye out the pitch because that's the way Arsenal played, he said, and things like that. Right. We weren't worried about Arsenal. We were better than Arsenal at the time, but we just needed him to sit there. But it kind of ruined our shape to the team, mm. and it mm. wasn't about one player, our team. It was about a lot of players, and yeah. that was one of the things that went wrong, but obviously the injuries to regular players. And I think we still finished about mid-table I think that yeah, that season yeah. 15th, so it wasn't yeah. too bad yeah yeah alright and then uh, the following season again finished 16th in 1988 the Julian Dix comes in yeah memories of that man walking onto the training pitch well we time. had two players coming actually we had, I think Dixie and, and Incy yeah, so Incy. turns up now if I'm thinking back to Dixie and say if Dixie had been there a couple of years before and Incy there's a holding midfield player who turned out one to be one of the best holding midfield players in England. And Dixie turns out to be one of the best left backs. And everybody thought they were our problem places. But that's not that's been a little bit disrespectful to the lads that we had in those positions because they did really well. But because those boys were top players and like NC International and Dixie should have been, that would have really been great. But Dixie was just a kid, came in. Nicknamed him Norm, you know the guy in Cheers, the little fat geezer on the end of the bar. That was him. That was Dixie sitting Norm. up. Yeah, sitting up the end of the bar. I still call him Norm. I'm the only one who calls him Norm. Uh, I think I'm supposed to take him more serious now. He's assistant manager, but I can't. But he's uh, what a good player. What a good player. Yeah. What, a, what a shame with his injury and everything. And and Incy, what a good player as well. You know, only a kid. Came in, obviously all the Man United stuff, the West Ham fans know about, but what a great player, what a good player. Yeah, he's kind of famous for his attitude, isn't he, Paul Ince? But a, a young Paul Ince, a teenage Paul Ince, could you tell? Oh, you could character? tell. I mean, I remember him telling um, Liam Brady, who'd arrived at the time as well, uh, that, you know, like, oh, I'm the new governor, you ain't the governor. Everybody laughed. Yeah. You know, I must admit, I think Alvin had him strung up a couple of times, didn't he? <laughs> but he had a... He had a kind of cockiness, a confidence about him that you knew he was going to go on further. Mm. You know, and his young lady then, and Claire, now his wife, she was a lovely girl. She used to sit with my mum up in the stands. But you knew he was going to be good. John had a you know, a soft spot for him, so he really looked after him. And I think he's got a lot to thank John Lyle for. But uh, you could always see he was going to be a player, and he was. Or it's, you know, as it went on to prove, you know, one of the best holding midfield players in England. Yeah, yeah. Uh- on Paul Ince's departure do you think he was a little bit hard done by do you think he did it to himself it was his agent at the time mm. um, I don't know if you remember a guy called Ambrose Mendy yeah. uh, <clears throat> he was one of the agents he was Nigel Ben's cousin and Nigel's agent at the time and Incy and Nigel I think were uh, cousins and 
and Ambrose really, you know, was drumming up the publicity bandwagon. And I think it was Ambrose who made Paul pose in that Man United uh, yeah. shirt, which was such a shame because I know he gets stick when he comes to West Ham, but we should be like Frank Lampard, young Frank. He gets mm. stick, doesn't he? But we should just be proud of the fact that those boys started their careers at West Ham and went on to such greatness. I think it's because the fans really liked him didn't they and he was such an important player for us and then to see that him do something like that but yeah West Ham fans um, are elephants aren't they they never forget <laughs> they just no, don't they don't but I mean <clears throat> you think that a kid was 18 19 mm. at the time I don't think they would have begrudged him a move like they never begrudged no. Rio a move but there's ways and means of doing it I mean I know Paul you know he's a great guy and he still loves West Ham but I just think at the time, it, it was a it was a poor move, wasn't it? Really? Yeah. And when he came down, he was um, uh, they they tried to win the league one year, didn't they? And we beat them. Uh, Kenny Brown scored a goal. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. Many years mixed yeah. up, but I think we were already relegated. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. The and uh, Alex Ferguson called our effort obscene. <laughs> <laughs> I remember I was captain that evening, and I went in the um, referees thing to exchange the team sheets with Stevie Bruce, and he went. Are you lot trying tonight? He said, you're already down. I went, Brucey, we have got to try it. I said, there's 35,000 people out there that will lynch us. <laughs> yeah. And you that, never said it, that's yeah. unbelievable. Mucking about. Oh, right. He was only, he was only mucking about. <laughs> but, you know, having a wine. I mean, I grew up with Brucey from school. So, uh, you know, it's like, it was that stage. They, that was their first title they were going to win. Yeah. yeah. But I think they won it the next year. But Incy had dropped out the game. I don't know whether it was the fear of coming back to uh, right. all the stuff he was going to get, but I remember him ringing up and giving me some verbal down the phone. But we we deserved to win the game that night. Actually, we, yeah. you know, Kenny scored. Yeah. Uh, he tell you it was a thirty yarder in the top corner. <laughs> we had it him was on here. He said he meant it. Deflection. <laughs> <laughs> Done that a couple of times to United, yeah. haven't we? And nah, for top for, geezer, for for Blackburn's, yeah. uh, you know, winning the league. So yeah, yeah. yeah and Blackburn. Um, yeah, that's right. They when we won the league, West Ham. Saved us, yeah. Ludo obviously making all those um, yeah. Yeah. great saves. Oh, well, well, I rang him actually. I rang him in the midweek and I said, <laughs> I rang Bish. I remember Bish being there. I rang Bish up and I said, Bish, I said, Man United. I said, um, you know, you got to beat Man, you got to beat Man United <laughs> at the weekend because we were playing Liverpool away at Anfield. Mm. And he said, we've been on the piss for a week. <laughs> <laughs> He said, ever since the, like, that last game, he said, like, we've been on the piss. And I went, oh, excuse my language. Yeah. <laughs> and I went, Bish, leave it out. He went, no, of course, I'll be right up for it. And you would be, because the yeah. fans against Man United, there's always been that, yeah. you know, little bit of a love-hate thing, isn't there? And as it happens, I mean, they looked like they were been on the piss. <laughs> Ludo saved them, didn't he? Ludo, Ludo was absolutely magnificent. I'm seeing him Friday, Ludo, so I'll yeah. have to thank him again for me. <laughs> <laughs> well, actually, we heard that, that I think someone, t- it might have been Ian Bishop, who told us that they were on the piss that week because they were safe by that point. That's it. So yeah. they weren't, Nothing to play they, for. They weren't rem- and mm. there's a story that Julian Dix uh, didn't bother doing a warm up. He, he arrived well, he in the game did. late. And he then never just... did anyway. Dix, he was a, he was a law unto himself mm. in. In that respect, he just went smashing balls about in the gym. It was a little gym underneath <laughs> yeah. the stand there. But uh, Dixie was, that's how he was all the time. But um, no, we cocked it up, didn't we, at Liverpool? Liverpool beat us. That was, they were so nervy, the boys. Mm. I was on the bench that day and I'm sitting there watching the game, the West Ham game, behind Kenny. And Kenny told me to shut my effing mouth because I said, I just pulled off another save, Ludo. He's going, shut your effing mouth. Concentrate on this game. Concentrate on this game. And wow. I was, but I've got the monitor beside me, John Smart, uh, yeah. who's yeah, the floor yeah. manager for Sky, Sky. for 
since day dot. He was telling me what's going on there, and I'm watching the boys out there. Uh, Shearer, I think we'd gone ahead, then they equalised. Oh, it was all over the place. But yeah. by the time we realised we sort of lost it, uh, Jamie mm. Redknapp got a free kick. Now I'm all I'm doing is looking at the monitor with Ludo. Yeah. And How great for you, save though. Yeah. after save after yeah. save. So That's brilliant. Uh, yeah. So what, when when it was full time at Upton Park and the monitor, what we what did you do? Were you the one who told everyone? Yeah, I was the one who told everyone, and then we done it. Obviously, collected our medals and a trophy on the pitch, and the Liverpool fans were great because they wanted us to win it because it stopped Man United winning it. Yeah. So we done a lap of honour. Uh, all the cops stayed there to applaud us. Came back round, came in the in the changing room, and then I led them in a chorus of bubbles. The boys, Did you? <laughs> no and not way. one of them knew the words. <laughs> <laughs> all those northerners. <laughs> oh, brilliant! Love that's that. Never knew that. Yeah, that's unbelievable. Um, going going back to '89, uh, so we got relegated, obviously, uh, and first season in the. Division two, mm. tough to get used to, because like, obviously it had been relative success in your time at West Ham. So then it was, and uh, I remember we had loads of injuries that that season towards the end of that season. Mm. That's what probably cost us. But there wasn't any sign of anybody going, "Oh, let's go off now," because a lot of us could have gone to other clubs yeah. in the old first division. But you know that, you know, the consensus was, "Let's get back as soon as mm. we can." Uh, did that so, camaraderie that you all had did mm. that help we'd lost a lot of the players by then I mean Tony had gone yeah yeah. he went for more money McAvenny I think uh, he's gone <laughs> at that point <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> McAvenny had gone yeah yeah McAvenny had gone so we brought we brought in a couple of players um, Alan McKnight yeah and David Kelly yeah, yeah. Uh, Phil Parks had sort of retired so yeah. you're talking about Parks Cotty McAvenny Dev was struggling a bit with his knee again so all of a sudden you know, it was we was up against it a little bit, and David Kelly didn't settle down very good. No, got the crowd got on his back a little bit. Element Knight, he made a couple of rickets in his games, and the crowd got onto him. But I mean, two great lads who just didn't quite hit it off at West Ham. Element Knight's always down at West Ham now. He's a great lad, great lad. Mm. David Kelly went on to have a good career at other clubs. It's funny how that mm. David just just didn't do it with us. Sometimes yeah. just not Probably, a good fit, is it? Yeah, it, it, following two boys like McAvenny and Cotty, it was hard act to follow. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Um, but season 90-91, we go up, promoted, finish second, nearly win the league. Oldham Pippus. Yes. Uh, Oldham Pippus. And, and we got to the semi-final that year yeah. as well. well uh, yeah, exactly. So we had the run in the semi-final. But uh, I got sent off in a semi-final... <laughs> And, Did you? And, yeah, yeah, yeah. Another story. I'm sure we're going to go into that one. But because of my sending off, yeah. I had to miss the last couple of games because I got the suspension as well. And the, uh, they wouldn't review the sending off. We wanted to send the tape in. But because it was the first decision of the um, the professional foul that had come out on the Wednesday before the Sunday, I missed the last two games. We lost the last game, which could have won because we only had one fit centre half, mm. and uh, that probably cost us. I think we lost to Notts County at home, so we went up as runners up. Yeah. Mm. Um, so the sending off, obviously, right. you met Keith Hackett in the last year or two, yeah, right? Yeah. First good. time. I think the first, first time we asked you about this on the podcast, we hadn't met him yet. So how did that meet go? Well, it was quite funny because um, I had the phone call. Uh, to to go on the youarethereref.com this new website that reviews refereeing decisions at a weekend mm. 
So this this geezer rings me up and says, "Can you come on the show?" And I went. I said, "Where is it?" Like he says, "Oh, it's up in Sheffield, and we film it in at Sheffield Wednesday's ground in a, one of the executive boxes. We review decisions and all that." I said, "Yeah, sounds all right." Like blah blah blah. He said, uh, "And the interview is going to be with a guy who's who's dreamed up the ideas of you at the ref dot com. It's Keith Hackett." And I went. Are you having a laugh? I, I said, are you having an effing laugh? You've got to be kidding. You've got to be kidding. You think after 24 years, I'm going to speak to Keith Hackett and talk about decisions that he ruined my day, ruined my family's day, ruined my kids' day, ruined 20,000 West Ham fans' day, and he ain't spoke to me for 24 years about the biggest cock-up he ever made in football. They said, we'll give you two grand. I said, what time do you want to go Oh, so cheap, Gailey, so cheap. <laughs> no, but it, it was quite interesting meeting him because he was so apologetic. Was he? Really? Had he never yeah. apologised to you? No, no, Why never, not? never anything. But he was apologetic in that he said the FA had told him for that specific game because the rule had come out on the Wednesday, uh, you know, leading up to the semi-final. Yeah. Uh, Spurs had played in the morning, hadn't they? They beat Arsenal mm. to get into the final. So that was set up, wasn't it? We really wanted to play Spurs. We didn't like Spurs at the time mm. but didn't like Spurs <laughs> at the time uh, so we thought that's a great because we watched it in the hotel mm. and then we were the later game mm. so but he said that uh, the FA had brought the rule out and that if, if he hadn't sent me off they said to him afterwards that he would have never refereed another game I don't know if I quite believe that <laughs> uh, because I thought he could have got away with it bearing in mind there was about four other people around me and Gary yeah. Crosby. Yeah. I wasn't sure whether I fouled him or he fouled me. Yeah. Uh, so it, it, it was still a poor decision. He was trying to waffle out of it. He, he yeah. didn't really get out of it. So I didn't shake his hand. But... <laughs> <laughs> Did you He's trip him right. up before it's he left? Gone. Water under the bridge now. Water yeah. Under the bridge. Yeah. The atmosphere that day, obviously, West. It's the stuff of legend among West Ham fans. What was it like, like coming out of that pitch and the? Well, I remember uh, the build-up to it was was brilliant because I mean I came to West Ham for cup football and hadn't mm. got I got lost in two League Cup semi-finals. They were different sponsors. I can't remember at the time what the, they were, but two League Cup semi-finals and this was my first FA Cup semi-final. West Ham was all built up 75, 1980. Yeah. Mm. I come in 84. Boys of 86. We got to quarter final. We always had good cup runs, but we kept, kept knocking out. Building up, I've got a calf injury. I missed the Brighton game in the midweek. Ray Stewart had to play at centre half, and I'm I'm sweating on whether to go out, uh, whether my calf's going to hold up. So I'm rooming with Chris Hewton, who was playing, yeah, now manager mm-hmm. at Brighton, yeah. great lad, Chris. So Chris had played in a few semis. He's telling me what it's going to be like and all that. I was saying, H, I don't know. I'm even playing. I've got to go for um, a fitness test in the morning at the hotel. So he said, you've got to play, Gailey, you've got to play. So I said, yeah, I want to play. I said, but I've got to have my fitness test. Anyway, I went downstairs for my fitness test and Robbie Jenkins was there. And he said, how's your calf? And I went, it's all right. He said, it's okay, I'll tell Bonzo you're fit then. <laughs> so I went out, nursing, kind of feeling, oh, don't want to get in too many sprints. It was a right yeah. old sandy pitch yeah. and all that. Had a good 20 minutes. I was man of the match for 20 minutes, yeah. me mum said. <laughs> <laughs> And then it happened, and that was it. But the whole atmosphere of the the day, the you know, getting to the ground, all the West Ham mm. fans were in there early. Yeah. All the West Ham fans kept singing. Obviously, the lyrics are very hard to learn. Billy Bonds, Claret Blue Army, <laughs> but it just went on and on and on. And then when I got sent off, got to the dressing room. I had to hang about for them till half time. Bonzo comes in, 
and he gives it the old Churchillian speech, then he because I thought, oh, he's going to have a pop at me, but he didn't. He realised, you know, the referee had made a ricket. So just before they go out, he starts, and he says, right, if you don't do it, lads, if you don't do it with that 20,000 fans out there, if you don't do it for me, you don't do it for all our support staff here at the ground, you don't do it for all of us at West Ham, you do it for your mate, your pal, Tony Gow. You do it for him. We lost four. <laughs> Some friends they were, weren't they? <laughs> but I remember it's quite funny because I, I waited for them. They've all gone out, and Bonzo said, "Come and come, uh, come and sit down on the dugout." Now, when you get sent off from the field of play, you're not supposed to go yeah, in the dugout. No. So one of the Blazers, one of the FA guys, in the uh, foyer where the dressing rooms are, goes to stop me. I've got my shell suit on. I'm all ready to go back downstairs. And he goes to stop me. He says, you can't go out. You've been sent off from the field of play. Bill pushes him aside and goes, he is. He's coming out there. Oh, I love Bonzo. And I just went back downstairs oh. with Bill. <laughs> <laughs> love it, Bonzo. Oh, yeah. The News About the Brown West Ham podcast is brought to you by aahsport.com. And the bet is this. We've got Villa at home tomorrow night. West Ham to win. Valencia to score at any time. Nine to one on your first bet. Crazy odds. Because we're definitely going to win. And that's aasport.com forward slash West Ham. So manager chat then. I mean, who was your favourite out of Lyle, Macari, Bonds? Oh, well, easy. Macari (laughs) weren't any good. (laughs) Don't hold back, Tell us what you really feel. He had a bit of a stinker, Lou, didn't he? Um, Tried to change things around and just had a general round stinker. Uh, But Lyle and Bill... I mean, John Lyle, obviously, because he was a more experienced manager, Mm. had done everything from ticket office through to being a manager of a football club. And Bonzo... When I played with Bill, I loved playing with Bill. I, I was actually bought to replace Bill, but Bill ended up playing until he was 42 mm. in, in like the first division, which was incredible. He missed our 85-86 season. Had he played, we might have won it, you know, because mm. he had to, I think he broke his toe or something. He was out yeah. for the whole yeah. season. <clears throat> but he came back the, the next season and the season after and kept playing. But Bonzo was like, um, I didn't realise, I played against Bill for Fulham against West Ham beaten once uh, lost a couple of times and thought oh yeah decent player good player you know him and Trevor and Dev obviously Alvin but uh, but until you're with him you don't realise what a great guy he is do you know what I mean mm. and I still go and do after dinner things with him and he done a bit of radio with me but he is he is a top top geezer he's a proper man's man and if you wanted to be anyone in your life you would probably want to be Billy Bonds. That's the highest thing I've got to say, yeah. Oh, that's yeah. lovely. Oh, wow. But he's a right nerd, I think. <laughs> he reads cowboy books and everything. Does he? <laughs> he doesn't have a mobile phone as well. We've had him on here. We'd have to no, ring his landline. Don't. No, yeah, you, landline, have to, yeah. you have to ring his landline, Bill. I hope um, he's in. I hope he's in. Yeah. Uh, his missus has got one, Lynn, but yeah. um, no, I don't think he knows how to use it. <laughs> but he's typical old school, proper, yeah. proper bloke. Mm. Lovely yeah. geezer. Speaking of old school, we know it's your your mobile phone earlier. You, you got it out. I mean, it's uh, got me knocked here. Is it? Yeah, you that's... play snake on that. <laughs> <laughs> I ain't worked that one out. Yet. <laughs> that is a shocker. That is. Yeah, I'm, I'm doing texting now. So <laughs> right. Is that the phone you had in the '86 season? Uh, no, I had one. Remember the first <laughs> ones that come out? They were brilliant. Yeah. They? The like big antenna. Four foot tall. Like yeah. you know, thought you was a bit of a lad. The flip over. Yeah. Um, 
So then, uh, so 91, 92, like you say, we, we had that with a not so good season. We ended up going down. But then 92, 93, we come back again under Billy Bonds. We kept Billy Bonds in charge, finished second there. David Speedy. Yeah, Speedo. Some other good characters around. I mean, Speedo came. Uh, he came on loan, didn't he? I think yeah. he was on loan. And I remember the crowd didn't kind of take to him because he was an ex-Chelsea player. And he was when he played against that, but mm-hmm. he's a bit of a wind-up merchant, Dave. But when he's... When you're playing against him, he's horrible. When he's in your team, he's great because yeah. he's doing it to the other people. But I love Speedo. I thought he was terrific. And I think it was a Cambridge game at home. Yeah, last I think he game. may have got one or two goals. Yeah. I'm not sure. Yeah, I think he got the goal that kind of sealed sealed yeah. the deal. And I remember like they hadn't been particularly good to him, but he tried his nuts off in this game against Cambridge in right old crappy, sandy pitch. Ends up scoring a goal when he got a standing ovation back the halfway line. And when I see him now, he always remembers that, like you know, oh, really? he just gave it back. He gave that effort back all the time. Yeah, yeah. He was, he was a, he was a right. What you call him? An hemorrhoid, pain in the backside. <laughs> he was a, but he, what a good geezer! Like another one that he was I a thought. Hemorrhoid. When I when I played against him, I always thought, oh, he's a right <clears> nuisance. <throat> he's this, that, and the other. But when he's in your team, he's different class. Mm. Yeah. Mm. Um, Clive Allen as well joined. Yeah, Clive. He was. Totally chalk and cheese to um, Speedo, right? Lazy, <laughs> lazy sod, a bit in the cotty category, you know, yeah. but a terrific finisher. I mean, Clive, right left foot, mm. I think he got 49 in a season with Spurs yeah. when they nearly, they was up the top with us for that season. Good player, Clive, proper player. I mean, I played with him, England youth, right at the start of our careers. So I knew a lot about Clive, but he was totally the opposite to Speedo, you know, could take a chance, great player. Yeah, and uh, l- lastly, a big character, Martin Allen. Mad dog. Mad, yeah, dog, mad dog. Can't call him that anymore, Don't, can you? I, can. I wouldn't. I interviewed it. him at Barnet the other day and I called him Martin. <laughs> <Really>? <laughs> yeah. no, I just, you've got to wind him up, just call, keep no, calling no, him Mad I'm, dog. I'm not that yeah. brave. <laughs> I just <laughs> ring him up on the phone and I go, oh, 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 oh. But he's, uh, he was mad. He was a fruitcake. <laughs> he was a fruitcake. You know, we had him and Dixie in the team. They were like both at it all the time. You know, yeah. they were like, but nice fruitcakes. Not horrible, yeah. not disrespectful to people. But just, you know, you, you didn't know what was going to happen with Martin. He was, but I, I love Martin. I, I really hope he's managerial career kicks on again because he's terrific Wait, what other, do you think opposition players were scared of him he seemed like nah, he should he be scared of him pussy cat wasn't he? <laughs> he was like he's he, he could put his foot in Martin could put his foot in but that would take away from what kind of player he was because he was he was a skillful player we got him from I think we signed him from QPR didn't we mm. he, he was a good player Martin he was one of Macari's signings uh, Macari for his faults signed some good players Jimmy yeah, Quinn Bishop. Colin Foster Ian Bishop Leo, think, Trevor yeah. Morley Ludo, yeah, he came in. So for his faults, Lou, he did sign some good players. Quite a lot of the players didn't like him, did they? Was it like the training was too hard? I think Alan Devonshire said he kind of wasn't looked it after. It wasn't that the train. Well, the training was too hard. If I mean, but there was no ball. We didn't see a ball. Oh. You know, all he was doing was running, running around the field all the time. And you know what he tried to do? I think that because we come down, he tried to totally transfer the philosophy of the club from playing football to going the other way. Mm. Did he think you were all unfit? Is that with all the well, running? So he said. I mean, like you. Because uh, uh, playing football, of, you had that covered. He compared Maybe you me. Just thought... He compared me to a centre back he had at Swindon, like John Gittins. His name was like you know. He said, 
and we was doing track work and he was he said John Gittins does the 200 metres five seconds faster than you I said yeah but he can't kick a ball <laughs> <laughs> you know uh, that's no disrespect to John Gittins who was, a to- he was a totally yeah, sorry, John. he's a totally different player to me you know what I mean but Lou couldn't understand like you know if the ball came up and we had time I'd cushion a header off to Julian or he just wanted height and distance on headers he just wanted a totally different thing a totally different philosophy mm. and he tried to do it too quickly and of course all that other stuff was coming on top about the betting scandal with Lou and everything and yeah. I think it was too much for him in the end yeah did the players want Billy Bonds to replace him that- well I don't think Bonds actually wanted it himself because he was doing the youth team but when he was doing the youth team the academy he was doing a lot of form filling you come in in the morning and uh, like Bonzo was filling the forms out like for the players you know like man's man wants to be out on the training pitch wants to be running around smashing into people he's sitting there filling forms out and we used to take the piss out of him like you know Bill well fill in another form out Bill <laughs> oh yeah effing forms Gully I can't believe it you know <laughs> and anyway so Lou took him on his first trip he tried to to sort of integrate him more with the first team on the other side we played Torquay in the cup we got beat at Torquay but the the, the night before Lou had been hiding in the hotel because all the papers and newspaper and press were after him because mm. of this betting scandal coming on top and Bonzo was kind of trying to help out and all that so when Lou went after that Torquay game I think it was uh, Ronnie Boyce took over as caretaker mm. manager for one game Boyce he didn't want it at all never wanted it lovely fella just wanted a coach and then Boise came in the dressing room about a week later and he went lads I'd like to introduce you to your new manager thought, oh, f- who's this like you know and Bill walked around the corner and everybody's yeah, like, oh, <laughs> yeah. oh thank God for that like, you know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. and we just cracked on that year and uh, you know we I think we lost to Bill took over for the we lost to Oldham that was it we mm. lost to Oldham in the League Cup 6-0 on a plastic yeah, yeah. yes Macari decides we're going to play five at the back on a plastic pitch and we said what are you doing they'll play five up front we won't get out of our own half he says no I want to play five at the back we want to try and keep it tight and all that I said Lou we won't get out of our own half anyway they beat us six nil on the plastic pitch we didn't get out of our own box <laughs> we play he gets a, <laughs> he gets a tin tack after that game yeah Bill comes in for the second leg we beat Oldham 3-0 for the second leg and it could have been six. And I remember talking to a bloke called Andy Ritchie, who's played rolled them up front. And he said, Tone, that should have been six, like six, mm-hmm. six. You know, the, the total transference of it was unbelievable. And Bill yeah. had a good end to the season then. And I think the next season we went up. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, Billy Bonds and Gillian Dix. Any good any any good arguments you remember from the training? Yeah, they had a row. They had a row. <laughs> uh, well, my money would have been on Bonzo, no problem. Oh, definitely. Um, <laughs> They had a row at uh, Coventry City away. Uh, I think um, Julian accidentally trod on someone (laughs) (laughs) in the first half. And um, I think Harry kind of wound Bill up a little bit because Harry was assistant manager at the time and like tried to get him to get into Julian and it just went over the top a bit in this dressing room at half-time. Bill said, look... uh, I'll do my Bonzo impression. Did you mean that, Dixie? I cut out the swear words. Did you mean that, Dixie? What do you mean, Bill? What do you mean? What do you mean? Uh, you just trod on that geezer, didn't you? If I find out you trod on that geezer, you've had it. <laughs> I don't mind a, a tackle, but you don't tread on geezers. No, I didn't, Bill. I didn't, Bill. Yeah, I really didn't, Bill. Anyway, so it's um, all of a sudden it's going on and on and on, you know, like, did he or didn't he? And all of a sudden they both stood up. 
And all the lads went to get in the way of the fight. And me and Alvin said, no, let them fight. <laughs> <laughs> but it never actually come yeah. to blows. But it would have, I tell you what, uh, I've done a couple of dinners with the two of them. They've got the utmost respect for each other. Now. Yeah. It's really funny. Like they, They're both sort of the same type of character. Julian was a bit more of a lunatic. <laughs> a nice yeah. one, though. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, really top guys. Yeah. yeah. Good dressing room to be in. Good dressing room. Yeah. Good fun. Yeah, yeah, sounds like I mean, such characters. 93-94, mm. um, your last season at West Ham, we have a decent film. I think we finished 13th. Um, what, what, what kind of led to you leaving and going to Blackburn? What was the Well, situation? my contract was up at the end of that season. Did Blackburn come and knock on your door? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there would have been. I wish that, was the, turn yeah. I wish that was the case, B, but it weren't, no. Uh, I'd, I had my testimonial game. We played course, Southampton yeah. on the Saturday. It was my testimonial year, and my testimonial game was the next day against uh, the Republic of Ireland. So I thought West Ham had striped me up a little bit there because how can you have 35,000 turn up or 30,000 turn up at Southampton and they're all going to turn up the next day? Well, I was so thankful that seven and a half, eight thousand did turn up for the, yeah. um, the Republic game, and they yeah. were great to me and my family, you know. They told me that they were going to give me a two-year contract, West Ham. So I hadn't spoken to anyone because my contract was coming yeah. up. They called me in before the testimonial game. And I remember Harry saying to Bill, go, go, you better tell him, you better tell him. And I went, what's the matter, Bill? He went, we've decided to release you. Oh, and I went, oh thanks. And I went, well, you told me he was giving me a... T well, you know, like, we've had a look at the budgets, like, blah, 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 like, you know. So I had to go and play out the, the game. Make yeah. out, I was quite happy and Aww. didn't tell my family oh, till after. Yeah, don't feel sorry for me. It ended up all all right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. yeah, yeah, yeah. You won the league. Best, 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 <laughs> best thing that ever happened to me. <laughs> You're just such a good raconteur, Gailey. That's what it is. But it was, uh, you know, it was, but it just kind of ruined me day, the testimonial mm. game. So uh, when we went back for a drink afterwards and all the lads come back and I told them, they couldn't believe it, especially as you've been promised a two-year contract. So then I'm sitting out the whole pre-season, the end of season, and nothing's happening. Uh, I've been offered to go to Japan, lower league teams, sit it out, sit it out. And then I, one of my mates rung me up. He said, look, all the shot of playing Farnborough, I want you to play... Oh, sorry, no, it was Weldstone against Farnborough in a round-robin tournament at Aldershot. Will you come and play? It was a mate of mine. Like, you know, I went, I need to fit this year. I said, I ain't played any games. I need to play and get fit. So I go to the game. We play against um, Farnborough, who a few years earlier had uh, nearly beat us in the FA Cup. I don't yeah, know if you remember yeah, that yeah, one. Yeah. So I played the game, terrific. You know, playing with all these young lads and from non-league, great experience. So I've had, I've had that come off, and my missus rung me up because it weren't in the times of Nokia's. Yeah. So uh, she's rung up and she said, uh, "I've had a Mr. Dogfish on the phone." I went, "Dogfish?" Dogfish. She knew nothing about football, my my oh, woman, my. nothing about football, and I went. Dogfish, who are you talking about? And Ray Arford, she said. And I went, you mean Kenny Dalton? <laughs> Shot home, got, picked the phone up, rang him up because he left his number. He said, can you get down for um, Monday? It was a Saturday. Can you get down for Monday? We're playing Celtic at Amden Park, last pre-season game. I said, what, you want me to sign? He went, well, I want to have a look at, look at you, see if you're fit and all that. And Ray Arford rang me up afterwards, his uh, assistant, and I knew Ray from Fulham because he had me there. And he said, Tell me, need you. Kevin Moran's jacked it in. He's retired. We've got no experience like Colin Hendry, Ian Pearce, their babies, mm. Shearer, Sutton, 22, 23. We need someone around the squad. He said, All you got to do is have a decent game. 
played against Celtic, played all right, make me debut in the charity shield oh. <laughs> on the Saturday. So from the Monday to the Saturday, nice. you know, and we played Man United in the uh, <clears throat> charity shield, and then the rest was history. Yeah. <laughs> so you went from Wealdstone to Wembley in like. Uh... Yeah, wow. it, was, <laughs> like it wasn't what a quite. Segue. It wasn't quite that I was going to play for Wealdstone, but I went down there yeah. just to just get to keep fit because yeah, I was training. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There. At Barnet with uh, Ray Clements to keep fit as well, but I didn't yeah. want to go lower. I wanted to try and stay up there, but I didn't realise the runners-up of the league the year before were going to come in, which was great. Mm. Yeah, yeah. I mean, what a, what a way, like, what a kind of swan song to your career there to finish up with a Premier League medal. Well, it was terrific because what happened was I played for the first half of the season and I had to bring on this kid called Ian Pierce, who you've had in the, <laughs> yeah, in the show as well. So it was, and it was great. And I was getting sort of coaching experience as well because Ray would let me, you know, help you know, sort sessions out and things like that. And the, the stupid thing that I'd done or did at the time was I played there, I was there for the season. It was only a one year contract. And Ray said, Do you want to stay? He said, You won't be in the first team anymore, like you're 36. He said, But uh, I want you to be in and around the first team. Kenny wants you to be in and around the first team and start your coaching career off. My missus wanted me to come back to London with the kids, with the schooling and all that. So I thought, oh, no, I think I've got another year left of me. Didn't do it. Didn't realise that Ray Arthur was going to become manager because he couldn't tell me that Kenny was jacking it in. Oh. It was a secret. <clears throat> so I ended up coming back, playing at Crystal Palace, got injured, and yeah. I could have been like first team or involved with the first team as a coach. So oh. that, was my, um, that was my one regret in football that I really should have gone into coaching then. You know, I should have said, to the missus no I'm staying down here yeah. or up there sorry yeah. not down <laughs> <laughs> um, but the media career has worked out yeah. hasn't it uh, listen Can't I've complain. had a charmed life I had seven years of this radio yeah. uh, doing the radio Capital Gold Radio yeah you used to do that didn't you yeah yeah, yeah I did um, with Jonathan Pierce 750 live games in seven years we've covered every major <sighs> final from the amateur final to the World Cup final yeah. we did uh, Chelsea and Arsenal in the Champions League so we're covering all their games so I've done more Champions League games than anyone I worked with the best in the radio business that was Piercy mm-hmm. he was like footballing poetry wasn't he mm-hmm. Teddy Sheridan of Scorpio England it's ready steady Teddy with a glass of sherry <laughs> <laughs> of course yeah <laughs> oh when Carnu scored his second goal for Arsenal to beat Sheffield Wednesday it's Carnu with number two so, to sink the owls to it to woo <laughs> <laughs> but I uh, did seven years with him and, and working with B yeah. ever since yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. 13 better. years at Sky yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and hi- highlights from your broadcasting career any games to stick out the best game was Arsenal v Man United at Villa Park at the semi-final of the cup Giggs's goal yeah mm. yeah you were there Roy Keane got sent off yeah were you working on that one yeah was doing the live commentary on the game uh, great atmosphere Man United fans coming on the pitch all the Arsenal fans I think United won a treble that year didn't they they won a the treble Arsenal should have won that game. They should have actually won the league that year because we was covering Arsenal as well. So yeah. although United got the treble, it felt like it could have been Arsenal's year. We were covering a lot of Arsenal and they were the best team. That Arsenal team then and then the Invincible since I've been commentating on football, yeah. that's the best team that I've but commentated on. Yeah, yeah. apart from Payet now, right? 
We've got <laughs> <laughs> um, Well, let's move on now and talk about some <clears> other <throat> news. So we'll kick off with um, it's transfer deadline day, obviously. We've mm-hmm. got you here. Emmanuel Emaniki. Um, is, that, is that right? Emmanuel yeah. Emaniki. He yeah. signed. Um, he's got him on loan to the end of the season. Possibility of £11 million fee if we want to sign him permanently. Have you seen of this guy? Do I you know? haven't seen him, but the good thing is, I mean, Slav knows that market because he yeah. was over there. Mm-hmm. So he's seen him. So we're not just judging him on the recruitment team signing him. And another good uh, interview that Slav done, he said, like, I've had my eye on uh, Payet all that, all this time. So that was obviously Slav's ah. you know, signing. Uh, you know, I like it when the recruitment people make the right signings. Yeah. But when you've got uh, Slav, you know, giving the final word on it or the manager, that makes I think all the that's difference. the seal. Yeah, and if <clears> you've <throat> seen this Emaniki, you yeah. know... Um, when it's the manager's player... Yeah. They've got a lot more chance of doing well as well, haven't exactly. they? Exactly, but he's got to be good to if you know. I mean, well, he Sacco saw him, he and saw Andy him in Russia, and, didn't yeah. he? When yeah. he was at Lokomov- Lokomotiv and mm. Emeniki was at Spartak, and then when uh, Slav was at Besiktas, he watched him at Fenerbahce. So. It's nice to see B doing her own work. <laughs> <laughs> Just rolls off the tongue. I know a few things, you know. You know. Fifteen years at Sky, I've worked there longer than you. Exactly. Are, yeah, two more years at me. <laughs> Do you think he's going to be success, B? Do you think he's? Um, well, he's a bit older, so mm. I don't think he'll be phased by the Premier League. I don't see why not. But he's coming into a good team. He's coming exactly. into a good team where there's not a lot of new signings in January. Yeah. So it's coming into time, a settled, sure. settled, settled side. May give us the option of maybe Slav hasn't really changed the formation much this season. But if we do want to go two up front, Yelovich, mm. uh, not you know, I'm not quite sure Yelovich this season. I thought we'd had his better days at Everton. And, yeah. And uh, at Hull, we didn't get many games, did he? And he, yeah. there was rumours about his knee not being up to it. But he's coming. He scored a scored a great goal recently, actually. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but I think you know, if you Possibly look at Sacco to come yeah, back and Andy to come back, mm. Valencia's done okay when he's gone up front. But he's maybe better coming off the wider side. Mm. So yeah. it's, it gives us options, doesn't it? Yeah. yeah. Um, Jelovic might be off tonight. Baby, it's, it's Chinese club, isn't it? I think. Yeah. Um, yeah, I've got a, for a one of those few million reasons why he's going there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, crazy. Why not? Um, but allegedly, that's it. No more transfers. Like we're not going to sign anyone tonight. That like um, no, I think Jack we got Simon enough. Says. Yeah, I think no, we're all I think, right. we, I think um, who said? Jack Sullivan. Oh, it's an older tweet, was it? Yeah, it's a tweet. Yeah, those new fans. Oh, you know what tweets. Twitter is then? <laughs> well, I didn't open one of them. They're a nightmare, aren't they? You know, I didn't I open a tweet. Yeah, I'm yeah sure. but I think, I think I'll get, get myself un- in trouble, though, because I react. I react. I'll maybe, maybe leave off but them. What, the, yeah. the thing You'll never the, get it on that thing. I know. But the thing, thing that winds me up about Twitter, the abuse that you get, doesn't it? You know, you yeah, open yourself If you're a verified a, um, tweeter, then you've got the uh, quality filter. So you don't see any of that. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. you could pretend it's not happening. It's, it's yeah. like everybody loves you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So you don't have you to stand all the other... <laughs> yeah. I love you, B, you're all right. <laughs> <laughs> I'll tweet you or whatever you do. <laughs> um, cool. All right, so let's do some predictions now. We've got Villa at home tomorrow night. Um, Tony, how do you think we're going to do? Villa's struggling at the moment. Well, it's one of those ones we've got to win. But they they're not turned the corner but you know up to the weekend they've had some better results mm. but they're going you know Villa are going so we've got to really beat them you know yeah. if we want to 
be up there in around sixth and seventh spot or something like that. Mm. I don't want to get carried away. I don't want to talk about Champions League because I think maybe they're maybe a little bit too strong for us, the teams that are above us at the yeah. moment. But if we can get near Spurs, it'd be great, wouldn't it? <laughs> it would. And we got them to come yet, haven't we? Because oh, no. I had to suffer at Spurs. Me and Tony went. Oh, oh. no, I'm glad I wasn't. We there. went. We had a few injuries that day, didn't we? And uh, Tony and I were in my my pal's box at the Spurs end, oh. unfortunately. Oh, and the no. goals were going in, and oh. they were looking round at us. It was just the way we kind of just folded that day. Yeah. and particularly nice, as we've done well at Spurs. Yeah. The season before. Yeah, I mean, um, it's quite funny. Uh, even Moyega scored there, didn't he? Yeah, no, in the yeah. league. Cup, I was, yeah. I was comment- commentating on that game and he scored, didn't he? Like, Were you and, speechless? Um, <laughs> I'll tell you what was really touching about that game. We beat them in the League Cup. So Tony uh, gone to the game with uh, my pals. They were in a uh, box in the corner. So I had to come out of the commentary position, down the, down the stairs at Spurs, right up the top, and all the West Ham fans have got locked in behind the goal. So I've got to walk past the West Ham fans and um, go, as to go out the ground and back in the ground and in to have a drink with the boys, you know. So I've gone past them and I've seen a couple of my pals down the front. I stopped to say hello. And then all of them, there must have been about five or 7,000. Mm. One Keefe Hackett. <laughs> and they was like... Got a great were, sense of humour, haven't they, they, going, uh, they was just singing my, <laughs> singing my name and I was really touched. And I, if anyone nice. was there that night, I want to thank them because it was a great night, you know. Yeah. So I'll give it the old Amos sign and uh, I nearly walked back again, actually. <laughs> I've <laughs> got the old goosebumps. <laughs> Lovely. Lovely. Um, be- I think I think we're going to do well. I think we've stepped up a little bit. We've we've kind of stepped up a gear in terms of mentality. Mm. We're not always that team that you know loses against teams that are losing. Do you know what I mean? Apart yeah. from perhaps Newcastle, but we almost got back into that really. Second half, we were all right. Yeah, that was a bit of a disappointment. Bournemouth earlier on in the yeah. season. Yeah, but a... I feel like we've we've kind of progressed since then. Mm. I, I don't think we'll. I think we'll have a good result against Villa. We got, I'm quite uh, confident. We have got players now that if it ain't going too well, and, mm. and you know, like when, even going back to '86, you know, everybody says, "Oh, Tony Kelly, Frank McAvaney got 50 goals between them." But we had the best defensive record we've ever had at West Ham. Yeah. So we knew if we had to defend. Yeah. We could defend, yeah. and we had someone who could nick one up there or do something. That's it. We've brilliant. got a bit of quality we, up front. Which at is the moment, different. we've got that. You know, it's a decent back four we've got. Yeah. I just think there's a bit more self-belief. I mean, when you look back at under Sam, some of the home performances, they were frightened to be mm. on the ball at times. Yeah, I just, <laughs> I, it just seems mm. completely different now. It's been a real sort of I, turnaround in, in terms at, of belief. Slav, the appointment, you look at the, the guys that are working alongside him and, you know, Julian, Norm, mm. alongside Norm. him there on the end of there, <laughs> just sitting there with his pint having the old dugout. <laughs> Julian as well. I mean, Julian's a good appointment. Whether you think Julian's doing a lot on the training pitch or he's not doing a lot on the training pitch, he's a West Ham man and yeah. he's on the side <clears> then. <throat> yeah. Julian's a bit of a cult hero with the fans and they can recognise that. And yeah. I'll tell you what, I mean... I thought, I thought that was a master stroke bringing him... Yeah. Even if he's just sure. sitting there. You know, yeah. if it would be Billy Bond sitting there or Trevor Brooklyn sitting yeah. there or anyone. But it's Julian and I'm pleased for him because he's a good lad. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then Southampton away. Uh, it's moved to Saturday evening this week. Yeah, that's changed, hasn't yeah, it? Because that was on the Monday night football, yeah, wasn't it? Yeah, because yeah. yeah, uh, of the cup. Yeah. Difficult game, Southampton. Um, Depends which good... Southampton turn up, doesn't it? They're around about us, aren't they? Yeah. They're mm. 
they're an us. They've got some good players, Mane, you know, uh, Pella, who's got Charlie uh, Austin now, out. so that Charlie should Austin's be interesting. Or well, say back, he's just signed. <clears throat> I'm not sure if Charlie would do it over the period of time no. like Pella's been doing it. I, th- I like him, yeah. but they've got some good players there, you know. I think uh, Charlie would want to score against us. Oh, you yeah. Think? He oh, will no. want to score against us to prove that his knee is yeah. it's all right, actually. Well, that was... It, it was this podcast that started that. Yeah. It was Dave Sullivan on this podcast talking about his knee that got us in well, all this trouble. Let's hope it doesn't come back to, uh, <laughs> bite, to us. bite us. But, um, you know, if you look at the players, I think Sacco, for instance, and I, you know, I think he's a better player than Charlie, you know, but yeah. uh, he's been doing it for... Charlie's done it for a season with uh, Queen's Park Rangers. Yeah. He's done it up front with Bobby Zamora. Mm. The jury will be out whether he can play as a lone striker like Pella. And yeah. if he can, and I hope he does because he's an English boy and good lad as well, come out of non-league football. Yeah. I hope he can do it, but the jury's still he out. He has scored goals wherever he's been, though. He mm. did well at Burnley as well before he went to QPR. But it all did, Burnley played <coughs> two up front as well, yeah. you see. They've always played two up front, and Charlie's been like that. But when you've got to lead the line, he's a little bit raw in his touch and the way he brings the people into play. He's a goal scorer, but you need, even though you're scoring goals, you still need a little bit more when you're playing as the lone striker. Yeah. Yeah. Um, lastly, before you go, last season Upton Park, um, how, what are your feelings about it first? Personally? Well, I'm gutted, absolutely gutted. I mean, I hope I'm doing the last game. I don't know whether it's... We all want to do it. Yeah. <laughs> I've already had a word uh, with uh, Kondo. That's uh, my producer, yeah. by the way. <laughs> obviously, so anyone doesn't know, she uh, obviously she'll do the soccer Saturday one, B or, yeah. or Tony, or maybe you can do it together. You can do a duo. Oh, the that'd be good, yeah. I mean, but on it. a Saturday, I do the Premier League uh, live commentaries for us. Yeah. So the ones which are not live, yeah. live on a Sunday or a Monday. But on football we, we actually do, yeah, Saturday night football. We actually have to commentate on every game for the Premier League so mm. I'm hoping that you know the producers are up for it that I can do that Swansea game I hope it doesn't get moved live well this I is think the it might apparently it all depends on what's happening with the uh, the Premier League race title race yeah oh. if that's all still they can leave of, it that late can't yeah, they yeah they can and they will but it's it's one of those where I'm going to plead that I can commentate on the last game because it would, yeah. Oh, yeah this is no disrespect to, to all there. the other co-commentators, but they're not going to give us the justice that we all know. You oh, want to do yeah, it yeah, because yeah, yeah. You I want to be the, the roving reporter. Tony wants to be doing the history Envision, of West Ham. Yeah. I want to do the history of West Ham because it means a lot to us. Mm. We don't want someone who's a Outsider. Arsenal man, a or yeah, yeah. Liverpool man, <laughs> or a Chelsea man doing our commentary. The emotion of that day, I mm. think, mm. would really come across if we were working yeah. on it. So if you're listening. <laughs> Yeah. Just send if you're listening <laughs> let us do it <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, we'll, all, we'll all be there anyway won't we but yeah. depends what day it's on whether it's the Saturday yeah. you know or the Sunday could be the Monday night football I don't know I spoke yeah. to them about it and they're going to leave it till probably about five weeks well if you're speaking to the right people have a word for me as well alright and when I talk to my producer I'll have a word for you alright right? thanks <laughs> and I'll just send this tape to everyone at Sky and hope for the best um, it's, it's one that you want to be at absolutely hey, you're, are you going? yeah yeah I've seen oh, to yeah. go yeah oh just, brilliant yeah, well you're yeah, there yeah. you're the I'm only there. one oh, yeah. I'm, who's I'm definitely there <laughs> we yes, could be we'll throw a sickie we're throwing sickies we are going to be there we'll throw a sickie um, will you have a lump in your throat on that on that last stage? Yeah, I have a few beers down my throat. No laughter. Might be the only thing in my throat. Um, yeah, I will, but um, 
let's progress. Everybody's talking about the progress, but if you think about, I mean, Man City, I mean, I didn't go to the Man City game, so I'm commentating at Watford. I was doing the Watford game. Hung about in their ballroom afterwards, cut the powers of my, uh, mine on the ball there. So I'm watching the West Ham game. I could feel the atmosphere because we kicked off at half past five against yeah. Man City. So it's under the lights in the winter. I could feel the first half atmosphere. And then when I'm in the car, I'm not listening to it on the radio on the way home. I could feel it on the radio as well. So being there must have been special. Mm. You know, it was a big game. We're up for it. We were yeah. as good as the top top team in the league. We hit the bar in the last moments. Had the game nicked from us. Applauding them off the pitch. Brilliant. You know, but you, we are we going to get that at the Olympic Stadium? Yeah, we're going to get a nice bar. We're going to get a nice lounge. We'll be able to get there easy on the train. You'll be able to get a bus there easy. You'll be able to go through Westfield and do a bit of shopping and all be if you want. <laughs> <laughs> on the way through. Ladies <laughs> 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 do that. And all, <laughs> we will and all. Yeah. <laughs> I know, I need to go you'll be in the, you'll, you'll be in the casino, you. Yeah, that do. But, uh, but, yeah, you can do everything nice and it's all going to be right. But... There's still I the wanna, same fans no, there, I'd... though, Tony. Still the same fans mm. there. But There'll probably be a lot more fans there as well because those that either couldn't get a season ticket or it's going to be a lot cheaper now. So there'll be... There'll, that worries there'll be me a... as well because you're going to have a lot more fans there. But obviously, when when we went from uh, standing at mm. West Ham to mm. all-seater, everybody got placed in different parts of the ground. So it yeah. took, I would say, eight years for everybody to get together like Chris you know all your people were were you all together in the start you weren't were you yeah Yeah, you all used to stand on the south bank but your seats weren't on the south bank and now all of a sudden now you go to the Olympic Stadium you're you know like our mad corner at West Ham are they all going to be in a mad corner I don't (laughs) know I I hope they are because they lift the rest of the stadium don't they so it's going to get a bit like that's that. going to work. And we actually. saw that at the Emirates. So I saw it at the Emirates. So I've seen the Emirates evolve from Highbury, where it was a great atmosphere on an evening or a mm. big game at Highbury when I'm doing the commentaries. You go to the Emirates and it was dead. Yeah. And I'm thinking, Same with the Etihad as well. Mm. Yeah. Okay, they got more people in there. They yeah. got 55,000 in there. But all of a sudden you're seeing Scandinavian people being bussed in and... I'm not. There's nothing against them, <laughs> but, but you know they're what not. Why have you cut the oh, do, do you know what I mean? You've got you've got yeah. like people coming in from all over yeah. Europe, and which they will do for the Olympic Stadium as well. You're always going to have a mm. bit of that though. Value. It's just up to the real co- hardcore. We've got to get it going. Yeah, yeah. exactly. If they, if they do what they're supposed to do, we'll be fine. Everything's going to be nicer. Yeah. More luxury. More we won't everything. be used to it. What will we do? No, that's right. But, <laughs> you know, when I was brought up going to football, it weren't all about having a free course meal or. No. You know, you know, I don't go and have a. My dad, you know, we would walk down the embankment to Chelsea. We'd stop in a few pubs. I'd have to sit outside waiting for him. And then we go, we go and watch the football, have a beef burger at the football, come home. No free course meals and all that. What's going on now? But you know, yes, it's progress, and there's a lot of money to be earned from it from the club, and hopefully, it all goes back into the club via, the, you know, getting better players and things like that. Mm. But we are going to miss up some part. We are without we are. a shadow of a doubt. For a year, we're all going to go lovely, Olympic Stadium oh, and all don't. that. And then we're all going to go, we miss Upton Park. We miss yeah. we miss having to cram our way out the tube station. We miss... <laughs> you don't have to do that, do you? <laughs> I'll go on a train now and again, yeah. <laughs> but, you know, we, we all miss all that stuff. And yeah. even in, you know, when you go in, 
as ex-players, we go into the lounge at West Ham. We all meet up with each other. Are we all going to be in different yeah. places? I don't know. Mm. Yeah. yeah. I'll still go anyway. <laughs> Fingers uh, crossed. It'll, be, it'll still be amazing. Yeah. Last, yeah. last question. Best memory of Upton Park. What is your highlight? She done me like a kit there. <laughs> I've got so many memories. I mean, uh, that Liverpool game was great. I mean, me getting there every week was a pleasure because my dad used to drive me. He was a black taxi driver, my dad. So we was quite lucky with the black cabs. You could go in the bus lanes, couldn't you? The taxi lane. So mm. didn't take me as long as most of the others. But travelling with my dad to every game, you know, like my old man passed away 15 years ago, still missing, but. You know, being like that, you know, yeah. and then my boy coming as a, as you know, as he just came into this world, he started coming and mm. all that. Being in the gym downstairs, all the kids kicking in, like, you know, when we were warming up in the gym, the kids would be walking in and Julian would be smashing balls against them. <laughs> he broke my kid's arm one day, smashing it. Against <laughs> no, them. he didn't. <laughs> he did, yeah. <laughs> My kid thought it was great. See how Julian's probably That is a claim to fame, is it not? But uh, no, I, I just miss everything. But mm. you said it earlier, under the lights, those those are the ones I miss. Yeah. You know, mm. under the lights. And I, I think we're not the only club, you know, with the lights and everything no, comes alive. But I can count on one hand how many times we lost under the lights mm. Mm. it was a much better atmosphere under the lights Saturday was a bit different wasn't it mm. but under the lights my first we game was a, a night game and that's when mm. I yeah. fell in love that was it yeah. who with? Frank <laughs> <laughs> <Ray> McAvenny <laughs> yeah, can we not have this conversation again thank you <laughs> I think hey, that wraps it up yeah it? that wraps it up exactly <laughs> uh, Tony thank you so much Chris not Frank, only for the memories for the interview amazing talking Brilliant. about all those great good times mm-hmm. cheers B yeah I think I've lost a stone in this studio <laughs> no, I've got to tell everyone we are sitting in a cupboard <laughs> no, it's pretty it's not and I'm don't sweat- kill the illusion I'm sweating buckets <laughs> I've done a stone it's alright we'll I've buy only got another three to do we'll buy you a beer yeah. now we'll buy you a beer we're I'm, under the lights yeah we're under the lights exactly <laughs> that exactly that well you're not on Twitter as we discussed earlier Tony. oh no um, but no. who knows maybe one day but if you you've got get, his Nokia number drop him a text he's Bianca you are on Twitter of course I am at B Westwood excellent you can follow myself Chris at CJ Skull with a C and email the podcast any feedback you've got to podcast at kmb.com and you can also use these at my round forum to relay your feedback excellent we'll speak and you can't get me anywhere <laughs> you can't. good luck <laughs> finding Tony Gunn in Soho later <laughs> exactly um, well we'll be back next week after the Villa game and the Southampton game but in the meantime come on you irons come on you irons come on irons <laughs>